Lewis. What's up, what's up? It's your boy AT and your boy AE coming to you live and direct with another episode of Bars, Rhymes and Life where we break down the bars, relate to the rhymes so we can shed light on our lives. Just listen. Welcome to another episode of Bars, Rhymes and Life. This week's track, The Locks, Recognize. Tell me, tell me you didn't, weren't feeling that intro. I will come to the intro in a bit. But before I do that, let me explain to you why the rationale of the track this week. A random one again. I was watching the Joe Budden podcast. And Flip started cussing Joe Budden for wearing the LOX cap. And I don't know why, and I don't know the context behind it because I haven't really been following it too hard. I just kind of watch it here and there when I have the time to. And I've been listening to it while I've been going to work, as well as all the other podcasts that I listen to. But I was like, LOX, I know about LOX. Like, I've got an LOX track on the playlist, but I couldn't remember which one. And I was like, okay, let me just find the LOX track and then I put it on and I was like oh my god this is such a track and it's so hard the intro come into that intro that intro just gets you hype no one does it no one quite does it like DJ Primo DJ Premier has a YouTube series called So What's Up I started doing a little bit digging on this track and he has an episode dedicated to this track, which I'm going to put the link into the description because it's an incredible, incredible story and an incredible episode in my opinion. But the revelation that I felt that I got from that episode was DJ Premier hyping DJ Scratch. I want you to listen to him. He has the original vest of the Rough Riders logo, and he did a salute to, to this song. I'm going to show you right here what he did to break it down, because I break it down, but he breaks it down. Check this out. Now, how crazy is that? When DJ Premier says, this guy done it better than me, could you not get a bigger compliment? Could you not get a bigger compliment? Like, he hyping, DJ, getting hype from DJ Premier says it all about DJ Scratch. So I wanted to shout out DJ Scratch. Went through a massive rabbit hole. 
to get to this point of recording. So let's go. Now y'all couldn't wait to hear Kiss over Premiere. Kill you on tape, then watch it over a bear. Don't get it twisted, y'all. Now I know y'all couldn't wait to hear Kiss over Premiere. Kill you on tape, then watch it over a bear. Jada is just different. His bars are just genuinely something else. His delivery is something else. And then his voice is just incredible. His voice is as incredible as anyone I know in the game. He's someone that I genuinely, genuinely would think twice about beefing with. So I decided to search who who would want to try and beef with Jada. Who would want to try and beef with him? Dun, dun, dun. He had beef with 50 Cent. He had beef with 50. And I was like, oh my God, how did I not know about this? But I didn't. And apparently it emanated from the track where... Ja Rule did New York, and on the remix, Jada and Fat Joe were on it, irrespective of my thoughts of Ja Rule as a hip-hop artist and his bars. That New York intro and track. But I think 50 took Jada featuring on that track with Ja Rule as a, a subliminal, as a, a point of intention or a point of contention. And therefore 50 and Jada had a beef. But apparently they squashed it, which is a beautiful thing. But yeah, there's some people out there. Oh, I never want to go at M. I wouldn't want to go at 50 because he's got he's got away with it. Wouldn't want to go at Kendrick. Wouldn't want to go at Cole. I definitely wouldn't want to go at Jada. I definitely would not want to go at Jada. Wow. Ain't none of y'all better than Lux. Have all y'all dressed up in a suit, dead in a box. Me and my N-words get redder than Fox. Ain't none of y'all better than Lux. Have all of y'all dressed up in a suit, dead in a box. Me and my niggas get redder than Fox. Just a simple one here. One, the flow is disgusting. I've described it again. Delivery is disgusting. I've said that before. But I always love when I learn something. And the bar about getting redder than Fox is actually Red Fox was a comedian. Well known for this the sitcom Sanford and Son. So it, I didn't know who Red Fox is, but I know who Red Fox is now. And again, Sanford and Son rem reminds me of something that I think was very, very innovative at the time because he was a groundbreaking comedian at the time and one of the first prominent black comedians, as far as I'm aware, to get nationwide acclaim, nationwide acclaim, just knowledge. Knowledge, however inadvertent, is always going to bring you and help you recognize, <laughs> recognize the truth. Bars. Too hard for MTV, not black enough for BET. Just let me be. Give me all my royalty money and let me re. 
and I'ma have O's for six and halves for three. Too hard for MTV, not black enough for BET. Just let me be, give me all my royalty money and let me read. And I'ma have O's for six and halves for three. That first line is just so intriguing because I can relate in some respects. I sometimes feel like I'm too gangster for the corporate world and the job that I do at the moment. But I'm not gangster enough to do gangster things. <laughs> like I can't run a drug empire and I can't uh, be a, a murderer or a gangster. But at the same time, being in that spot, and it must have been so frustrating for Jadakiss because being validated is just such a multitude of things. Peers can love you. People in your own subset could say, oh, this guy can really rap. This guy's got bars. This guy's so articulate, intelligent and gangster. But when, when people say you're great, you're talented, you're brilliant, but nothing comes to fruition, like you neither get the opportunity to be on MTV, let alone be on BET. There's nowhere for you to go. There's nowhere for you to project your skill set. It can be really, really, really frustrating. And it's sick that he comes to the conclusion where he's just like, just let me be. Like, I ain't interested. I'm not, I'm not leaning one way or another or changing myself in order to accommodate one or the other, because I think he, and Jadakiss has always come across like this in all his music, very, very secure in his identity. I think he's known who he's always been for a really long time. And then the next two lines, give me all that, give me all my royalty money and let me re. Just bars because the, the re is short for re-up. So he's almost saying, let me utilize, if you're not going to let me be on MTV and you're not going to let me be on BET, then you know what? Just give me my royalty money on this deal that I got on the fire tracks that I make. And I'll use that to re-up to get all my ounces for six and half of three. Now, I'm talking like I know what uh, an O for six and half of three is, but I don't. I don't. Uh, well, I've had to research it a bit. And basically, one... Um, will be one ounce will be one of a subset like one ounce of cocaine would be 600 quid and halves for three would be half ounces of the ounce now the reason why I'm bringing all this up is I don't know why I'm so fascinated with drug talk when people say I get uh get me an ounce give me a cube I used to hear this all the time when I was a teenager um yeah how much you get a cube for how much you get a draw for? How much is an ounce? I, it, it used to fascinate me. It was, I was, it was the one thing that I was genuinely jealous about around those people was that I didn't understand that language and I wish I knew that language. But in order for me to understand the language, I needed to buy drugs and I had no interest in buying drugs. So that was, if there was one thing that I felt ostracized and jealous about, it's drug language. What a language. You guys are sick when you talk in that reference frame is bars i'ma have o's for six and half for three gee hey yo i'll give it to you point blank in your mom's place so like point break with a mask on with the president's face
First off, I want you to recognize how sick Sheik's voice and delivery is. Those two lines that I've just said, I had to repeat them about three, four times because it's actually not an easy two lines to say. It's actually a really difficult two lines to say. Trust me. And that says that's a testament to how good his delivery is. But the reason why I picked these two lines out is I know that I've seen the film Point Break, that my dad's made me watch it when I was really young. But I've seen it not once, but maybe a few times. And it's like, I saw the picture of the film and it's got Keanu, young, young Keanu and Patrick Swayze and Gary Boozy. But I remember nothing about the film at all. I know I've seen it. And have you ever got that feeling where you go, I know I've seen it and I remember nothing about it all. I don't remember the plot. I don't remember anything. I just remember surfing. For, for some reason, I remember surfing in the film, nothing else. And I think at some point in my life, I'm going to have to watch Point Break. And the locks made me recognize that. Bars. I've been drunk most of my life, don't ask me why. Through ninth grade, I ain't go to high school, I went to school high. And I don't care what y'all got, that shit don't excite me. I'm black and deadly, and my burner just like me. I've been drunk most of my life, don't ask me why Through ninth grade, I ain't go to high school, I went to school high And I don't care what y'all got, that shit don't excite me I'm black and deadly and my burner just like me Jeez, that is a set of lines That is an absolute set of lines And I love the play on high school What, what a bad name Adolescent youngsters going to a place called high school And you don't expect them to get high You've literally named it in your school. Of course they're going to get high. <laughs> and then, I I don't care what you've got. That shit don't excite me. I'm black and deadly and my burner just like me. I can just imagine sheet just pulling up a black PP7 with a little sniper on the end just saying, this is black and deadly just like me. Visually specific yet sonically abstract. Bars. Give up your chains and them little diamonds in your air. Is it worth your family crying and the doctor yelling, Claire? Huh? Give up your chains and them little diamonds in your air. Is it worth your family crying and the doctor yelling, Claire? Huh? So you can tell what he's alluding to in the sense that he's robbing this particular individual and he's saying, Give up your gold chain or your diamond chains. Give up the diamonds in your earrings. Give it up. There's no point messing with me. There's no point testing me. We the lux. We the lux. Don't try and play with me. If you do, is it worth it? Is it worth your family crying and the doctor yelling, Claire, because you on the hospital bed, on your last heartbeat, or actually you've had your last heartbeat and they're trying to get you another one. They're trying to get you another one. So like great delivery in bars. But the reason why I picked these two lines in particular was it's all well and good stealing from someone. And I always think like with those, those situations anyone that gets terribly aggressive like about giving up their chain or giving up their phone or whatever like it's really really stupid 
it's stupid because you're in a compromised position. If someone's got a gun to your head and they say, give me your chain or give me your wallet, you're just better off just giving it. And you're better off just looking at the person like, ain't none of this stuff even matter to me, so take it. On the flip side, what I can't forgive, what I can't stand is those robbers that do exactly the situation that I described and then beat the guy up or stab him or shoot him afterwards. That is unforgivable. The guy's giving you what you needed. He's giving you everything that you want. Why? Why? And there's there's a there's a interesting conflict there because the person that puts up a fight is putting a fight more up for the shame, not so much about the value of what they may have. All right, it might be a lot of money or might not be any money at all. But I think the, the overriding feeling is shame. It's like, if I let you take this off me, that's somehow going to demean me in some way or lower my manhood. And therefore, that's why I'm going to put up a fight and take a, uh, the risk of getting damagedly hurt. The flip side on that is, is that the shame in stealing from someone else who probably just gives it up with no animosity whatsoever. It's like you're not getting enough. It's like, ah, oh, I'm stealing from this guy, but he's it's not created any conflict in him whatsoever. He's giving it up easily. I've not taught him a lesson. I need to teach him a lesson. That's what it comes across to me. Like, so it's it's really two sides of the same coin with devastating consequences devastating consequences and I hope anyone out there look if someone's trying to come at you and give you something don't don't get macho about it just give it up just give it up because it's not worth losing your life and any person that steals from someone if they that person that you're stealing from gives you the courtesy or just giving it to you without any stress or hassle and you then smack them in the head or punch them or stab them or harm them go fuck yourself Go absolutely, completely fuck yourself. You are up there as the worst of the worst. You're up there because you got what you needed out of the situation. Why did you have to do that for? Go fuck yourself. Facts. I'm ashamed I sell crack, but I'm a ride for the moment. Know the consequence. I'ma die with the omen. I'm ashamed I sell crack, but I'ma ride for the moment. Know the consequence. I'ma die with the omen. Styles P here just hitting with that objectivity, that transparent objectivity. I'm a f I'm ashamed I sell crack. It's it's so open and honest and it's so blunt. On a track that's got like a kind of hype aggressive feel about it, he just slotted some real transparent objectivity and I have to have to respect it. Know the consequence. He's aware. He's aware. Like, I'm going to ride for the moment because I need this. I ain't got no other choice. I need this. I need to be doing this. But it doesn't make it okay. And I'm going to die with the omen. I will take the omen. I will take the negative karma that this, this causes because I'm aware of the consequences of what I do. It doesn't make it okay. It doesn't liberate him from the negativity that's associated with that act. But being self-aware about it makes a huge difference for me it makes a huge difference for me and that's it for this episode thank you to jada kiss chic and styles p 
representing the Lux. Nothing but love to you and all of your fans. Thank you, DJ Premier. Nothing but love to you and all of your fans. Nothing, shout out a special mention, but love to the Rough Riders and all of their fans. And I'm just going to leave you out with the, the, the end. It. And you know what? I just need to say, you, need to, you guys need to imagine me, because this is exactly what I'm going to be doing when you hear the end of this track. I'm Harlem shaking. The end of this track is just the perfect, perfect, perfect 30 seconds for a hard, dirty Harlem shake. Y'all better recognize. 